I mean, if you're going to ask me how my weekend went. No, I don't care so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what I'm going to say. Both my football teams won. Longhorns, woo! Cowboys, woo! So I'm, I'm super happy. It's a great Monday morning, and I'm excited to hear about your um, iPhone 11 Pro experience. See, that's why I don't want to ask you about your weekend, because it's, it's kind of like throwing the dice. Is it going to be a good weekend, or is it <laughs> going to be a bad weekend? And I don't follow football, as you know, right? so I have no idea how the, the Dallas Cowboys did, or, or the Longhorns, which I assume is college football. University of Texas. Okay, okay. Um, so now I'm, I'm afraid of asking you because I don't want... Yeah, because if know, they lost and then I just get really mad and hang up on Skype. They pretty much <laughs> like you did uh, several times in the past where we had to completely reschedule because of the loss of your team. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice guy, but just don't talk to him about football after a bad weekend. <laughs> um, well, obviously, you also couldn't ask about my new iPhone because I don't have one yet. Yeah. And I'll, I'll let me just right off the bat, let me just say... There was a joke on Twitter that went around a little bit over the weekend about how our fantasy games, you know, where we try to guess what's going to happen over iPhone launch, uh, that Cody's going to get an iPhone on launch day. I think I've had an iPhone on launch day every time for as far back as I can remember. I even remember like live tweeting, sitting out in line, camping out in line overnight. So I usually do go like that extra mile to make sure I have one early. But this year, it just, I don't know, it just didn't seem worth it. Yeah, I, you know, I'm in the iPhone upgrade program. I did that because I wanted to make things simple. I think the only part where I really messed up was I woke up like half hour, 45 minutes too late because by the time I ordered the iPhone model I wanted to get, you know, its shipping times were early October. So, and, and to be fair, I did check my local Apple store. I, I checked the inventory daily. Because up until the phone ships, I called Apple actually to verify this. Up until your phone ships, you can actually hit cancel in the Apple Store app. And they said it can take anywhere up to 24 hours if you're in the iPhone upgrade program to basically reset your eligibility. So if I saw the Apple Store had any phone that I liked in stock, the only one they have right now is like the 512 gigabyte rose gold or the new gold uh, iPhone uh, 11 Pro Max. Um, so if they had any of the iPhones that I'd be interested in, I could cancel in the Apple store app and I could, you know, theoretically within 24 hours, I'd be able to go into the store and pick that one up. So I'm keeping an eye on it, but at this point I've just kind of resigned myself to whatever. Hopefully Apple just ships a little earlier than they're guessing because right now my shipping window says October 4th to October 11th. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Big window, but you know, Apple's usually pretty good about under promising and over delivering. So I'm hoping within the next week or so i get a i get a notification that says yo your apple your iphone has shipped yo your apple phone has shipped bro <laughs> uh yeah i i don't know about that i don't know about that like these there are very few instances i think of this happening for iphones so they're usually pretty good at uh forecasting the delivery time of iPhone. So hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully you get yours sooner, but I would really not expect that. Well, no, no, no. I'm definitely not planning on it, but okay. it has happened in the past. So let's not totally rule it out. Okay. I like your negative, positive. Negative it's Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Enough about me not having an iPhone. How are you and your three iPhones doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, two now. <laughs> okay. Uh... 
Man, that that worked out pretty good. I, as you know, as we discussed last week, I. Oof, what did I do? I ordered one for delivery and ordered two for pickup. And that was just to cover my bases. The, the one I ordered for delivery was a midnight green, which is the color I wanted, but I wasn't sure because I hadn't seen it in person. And the two others that I scheduled for pickup at the Apple store were uh, a midnight green and a space gray. Just in case I didn't like the, the midnight green, I could get the space gray or vice versa. So on the day of, on Friday the 20th, I went to the Apple store uh, in my time window, which was 8.30 to 9 a.m. I went there at 8.30. I got in line for maybe two minutes. The line was not too big. It was just a line of people here to pick up that had, you know, a scheduled order, uh, just like me. And I came in, this very friendly um, Apple employee brought in my two iPhones and as, you know, he was scanning them and everything, I was looking at the iPhones that were on display and I see this iPhone and I asked the guy, like, is this the space gray or is this the midnight green? I wasn't sure, like, with the, the color, it just wasn't clear to me if it was green or gray. And he said, no, this one is the midnight green. I said, okay, where is the space gray? Oh, here is the space gray. Okay, now I see the difference, you know, like really. But it was clear at this moment that... Midnight Green was going to be my pick. So um, I told him, you know, I explained my strategy to him. I said, hey, I ordered these two devices because I wasn't sure about the color. I wanted to have one for sure on day one. Uh, So I know for sure now that I'm going to go with the Midnight Green. Can you just cancel the Space Gray? So it just canceled the Space Gray. The thing was, you know, not even opened or anything. It was just like brand new with the wrapping and everything. So he canceled it, probably sent it back in the, uh, sent it back into the back and uh, maybe someone else like bought it that day. But uh, I left the store with the midnight green and uh, I went to my new office and uh, processed to, to set it up. And as I was, you know, like looking at it and, and just like looking at the lighting and different angles, like I could barely make the green in the midnight green. Like it was... To me, it was closer to uh, space gray than, or to a gray, really, than, than to a green. And it took me several hours, actually, until I went outside uh, in broad daylight. And it was a super shiny day in, here in California, as it is pretty much every day. And that's when I saw the green in the, in the, on the phone. I was like, ah, oh, okay, here is different lighting. And now I can see the green. But it's really not that obvious that it is a green device. Uh, From all the pictures I've seen online, uh, from all the YouTube videos I've seen online, none of them really did the midnight green justice. Like it's, it it looks different in person uh, and especially in different lighting conditions than it does in anything I've seen, especially the images on Apple's website. Um, so like, I'm super happy about this choice of Midnight Green. Um, it's a beautiful color. It has different uh, tones to it, different shades to it. It looks like it can look at like two, two totally different devices uh, depending on the lighting conditions. So um, yeah, Midnight Green, two thumbs up for the Midnight Green. It's interesting that you point out that, you know, it's it, we mostly see that color in marketing materials well i mean like you said a lot of youtubers covered it there's been a lot of hands-on photos but especially in apple's marketing 
photos, I think. I don't think it gives you quite the good idea of what that really looks like, like you're saying, like in person. To me, it almost reminds me of back in maybe it was the late 90s, there was a popular paint, at least in Texas there was, there's this paint job, it's called candy paint, and you would do like candy apple red. Anyways, it would look just kind of like a, a normal, like a darker red, but when the sunlight would hit it, you would see a glimmer of, it just looked a lot more special. It was a lot different. You know, it, it just looked kind of different almost in any angle or any way the light hit it. And that's kind of what the, yeah. the green phone reminds me of. So, yeah, two thumbs up for, for the green, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that's the one you're keeping, an iPhone 11 Pro, not the Max, the regular size. You're going to keep the, the green one? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the phone that I picked up in store. Remember, I had another one that was scheduled for delivery. Well, on that Friday, I missed the delivery. So they left a note on my door and they came back on Saturday to deliver the phone, which was another midnight green. <laughs> and uh, because I had issue with my original midnight green 11, the first one I picked up, I said, okay, let's keep this one and, and try something. Okay, now I need to go straight to this issue that I had with the phone because, uh, because it explains why I have like these two phones right now. Um, I, as I said, I brought the iPhone 11 from the Apple store to the office and, you know, I turn it on and, uh, choose your region, choose your language, United States, English, enter, you know, connect to your Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi network. And, uh, I enter the code of the Wi-Fi network here. It says incorrect passcode or password. I'm like, hmm, okay, type it again. No, incorrect, incorrect passcode. I'm like, okay, now I can't type this passcode wrong two times. I type it again and again and again and again. And I go see the, uh, the girl at the front desk and I said, uh, is there something wrong with the network or something? She's like, oh, I don't know. Like, let me see your phone. And she punches in, punches in the passcode and she connects. I'm like, oh, you've got magic fingers. Great, thank you so much. I don't know why it wouldn't pick it up for me. I go back to my office, and then I notice that the phone drops Wi-Fi. It just like drops Wi-Fi and and goes to LTE. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. I move around the building, and it picks up the it picks up the Wi-Fi network, but it drops it off as soon as or when I pretty much when I go back in my office. Very very strange issue. Uh, I'm I'm still not sure today what the problem is. But when I'm in my office, it just drops Wi-Fi. So when I had this other one delivered to my house, I said, oh, I'm going to take him to the office and see if it has the same problem. Uh, because maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's a problem with my phone. And I set it up this morning, and it has the same problem. It gave me the same oh. thing, like wrong passcode, wrong passcode. And I, I can finally connect to it, and then it drops it. So I have no idea what it is. What I know is that there's a handful, and really just a handful of people on Twitter that have had the same issue uh, with not being able to enter the passcode or not or on the Wi-Fi uh, dropping. I don't know if it's an iOS 13 issue. I don't know if it's a network-related issue, maybe, which really would be a, an iOS 13 issue. Uh, maybe there's something with a Wi-Fi network here that the, my phone doesn't like. Uh, I, I assume like they have like a mesh network here because it's a pretty big building, um, and I or some repeaters or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm just waiting now for tomorrow uh, to to find out what the what the problem is. Um, but uh, yeah, I was able to confirm that this issue was happening on two devices. 
and now that I've confirmed this, I'm going to keep my iPhone, obviously, and I'm going to return the other one, which I have already wiped clean. So it's ready to be returned to the Apple Store. And so that is why I have... Uh, that's, that's why I'm glad I had all those devices lined up because I was able to troubleshoot this uh, on at least to confirm that this was not a device-specific issue, but it was something bigger than that. Now, does it do it at, at every Wi-Fi spot? You might have said this and I missed it, but is it just at your office that you're knowing that it drops Wi-Fi or is it at home and other places too? That's a good question. It's only at my office. Okay. Well, I, okay. Is, I haven't I haven't visited many different places, but I know at home I don't have any problem whatsoever. It stays on right. Wi-Fi. It doesn't drop it. You know, it found the the password. It saw the net, it connected to the network immediately. There was no issue whatsoever. So it's on, it's only here. And I'm like now I'm like uh, uh, being paranoid. I'm like, is there something in my office that would prevent this? Like, is it? Maybe my ARG screen is emitting some weird, like microwaves or something. <laughs> there was something you, you remember. That like, was the thing. I know what you're talking was, about. Yeah, was it was a, thing, a monitor. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a thing with them, like uh, blurring uh, Wi-Fi network for MacBook or something. There was an issue or like printers. recently. Or, yeah, for in the last year or so. So yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm, is it that? Actually, <laughs> I should troubleshoot. I just like unplugging. Uh, the the monitor and see, but other than that, it's not like I have tons of electronics in here. I have nothing. I have a screen, a Bluetooth keyboard, and a my MacBook and my mouse. That's all I have. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I I'm I'm almost like not worrying uh, too much uh, right now. I'm I'm gonna start worrying uh, if tomorrow after uh, eleven thirteen point one drops, if that keeps happening, I start worrying. Right now. I'll just, I'll just, you know, dismiss this as maybe an iOS 13 bug. So we'll see. What's funny is, and I brought this up on Twitter. There was a time, oh boy, a couple, couple of years ago, where it seemed like every new iPhone you would get, you would always return two or three of them back to the Apple Store because you there was like this. I think we used to call it the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah of tech where your iPhone would just always lose Wi-Fi. Was it just your iPhone or maybe it was your MacBook too, but it just was the iPhone could never get or keep Wi-Fi signal. And you tried swapping out the router. You tried swapping out the cable modem. Yeah. I mean, it was an ordeal. So this kind of reminded me of that and gave me a, a little laugh. Yeah, yeah. That's That was not the phone dropping Wi-Fi. It was my, my Mac, my iMac. Uh, it was just, it would just, still be connected to the Wi-Fi, but nothing would happen. And then I the, the workaround that I found was I would grab my phone and turn it on and open Safari or anything related to the internet, and instantly Wi-Fi was working again on the iMac. That was just crazy. This thing went away. I have no idea how or when it <laughs> went away. It eventually went away. Uh, I don't know if it was like a software, like a, a Mac OS problem. I don't know. I don't, wanna, I don't even want to think about these dark days, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> about these dark days oh, that's pretty good <laughs> aside from the wi-fi problem what are your thoughts on on the new phone here all right so aside from wi-fi problem i'm still talking about design a little bit um, the matte back of the device looks amazing it looks very sharp and very pro um, i'm not so much into the shiny uh, backing around the three camera camera lenses. Now it's not a it's not because 
it's it contrasts with the matte black. It is because it feels like it is super fingerprint friendly. Like right now, I'm looking at it, and there is tons of fingerprint on this. It just like attracts fingerprint. So it uh, it's you know it, it doesn't bother me when it's super clean and when you look at it. But my phone is not always super clean. It's there's always like this you know like tons of fingerprints on it, and the matte black. Uh, the matte back, sorry, doesn't attract fingerprints. Like I'm putting my greasy fingers on it right now. Like you can't see it. You can't see any, but you put it once on the lens and boom, here it is. Hmm. Um, All the glass around the lenses. But that's, um, that's a minor inconvenience, especially because, you know, you're not necessarily looking at the back of your phone. At least I'm not, but it's, it's something that I've noticed pretty rapidly. Uh, as far as weight and size go, uh, there is a slight increase in weight. Uh, it's it's very minor, uh, very very even so, even more minor uh, increase in size and thickness of the device. I think it's to accommodate uh, the bigger battery. Um, it is not noticeable. I'm I'm a super picky kind of guy when it comes to this, and I usually notice. I remember noticing last year uh, the difference between the 10 and the 10s. And this time around, I can't really tell the, the difference. So that's good. It's there, you know, it's there, but uh, but you don't really notice it. Right. Now, uh, the big one, camera. Uh, that's, that's, that's a big one. That's a big <laughs> one, Cody. That's a big one. Where, I've, where I have noticed very slight increase in battery improve uh, in the camera improvement over the last few models like this one feels really like night and day compared to the iphone 10s like there is a clear improvement at every level and i'm not about talking about of course uh, the uh, the wide angle lens uh, which was not present on previous devices but just like basic you know take a photo take a portrait photo like clearly there's a a, a major improvement uh, in um, in the cameras, and of course, the best thing about it is night mode. Man, it's crazy! Night mode is insane, insane. It's like magic. I I've tried it on my night walks uh, the past few nights. Take just some random shots of you know trees, houses, cars. It is crazy how good it is at. It feels like when you're in night mode, you're basically taking a picture of the scene with light shining on it. And it's unbelievable because you're looking at it yourself. So let's say you're taking a photo of the front of the house and there's a tree and there is grass, but it's not nighttime. So all you see personally with your eyes is just you can figure out it's grass, you can figure out it's tree, but it's all like different shades of gray and you can't really right. tell the different colors. And then you put the camera in, or the camera goes into night mode, and you look at the viewfinder, you look at the screen, and you see the, the grass being, being green. You see the tree being browned with like the green like, leaves and everything. It's insane because your eyes themselves can't see this, yet the camera sees this, and the colors are accurate. It's not like they are, you know, it's not like it's making up colors on the fly. The colors are very much accurate. If you take the picture of a yellow car and you know at night uh it's gonna look like the same yellow as the yellow of, of the car it, it is insane now i have no point of comparison i've never played with uh, the, the pixel uh, which apparently is the top contender in night mode 
um, and maybe you're going to tag me as, you know, on a iPhone user discovers night mode for the first time, which huh. it is true, but this really feels like magic can take some really, really nice shot that you were never able to take before uh, with an iPhone XS or any other iPhone devices, of course. Right. And um, I mean, it's not perfect, you know, like it's not perfect. It's still, it's still going to be some grainy images. I feel like it's, uh, it's at its worst when you take pictures of people. It's really, you know, I took a few pictures of my kid in bed and stuff like this. It's just, it's just, it's very grainy and stuff. But when you take pictures like of still things, still objects, I feel like this is at its best. And and the way it works is all automatic. You don't have to do anything, even though I think you you may be able to have some control over it if you want to. But um, if you go, you want to go completely hands off, you can. You just, you know, turn on the camera, look at the scene. And you're going to see like the little yellow icon, which means it's going to be uh, night mode is going to be activated. And you press the shutter button. And then there is like a uh, time frame where it takes the photo under with different exposures, I assume. So usually you're going to take a picture and you're going to have to stay still for three seconds. And you, ha- you see like a, a, an indicator like going from three to zero. And that's, I think, what you can twitch uh, tweak you can change that exposure time from up to 20 seconds i believe um and if you have like a tripod uh the device the, the the iphone knows you're on a tripod because it knows you're entirely still right it knows like the gyroscope is not moving at all so it knows you're on a tripod and then it increases exposure time up to i think 20 or 21 seconds and that's, I haven't tried this, but I, I would assume like you get uh, amazing images because they're completely still and you let tons of light come into this lens and take great photo. But yeah. from, from the, the little, the little uh, time I've spent with it, uh, it, was, it was really, really imp- impressive. Definitely uh, my favorite feature of, uh, of the camera update on, on iPhone 11. Let me, yeah, let me jump in here because I, I read something about this. It was from Renee Ritchie, uh, over at iMore, who I think knows quite a bit about cameras. The big difference here, and you're absolutely right, the previous Pixel was kind of like the gold standard for these night mode, these nighttime shots. Because when you first saw their, uh, rendition of it, it was like magic. You were like, wow, this is so much better than whatever the iPhone's doing. And I think from what I read, I hope I don't get this wrong, but they're using machine learning to try to piece the, the stuff together, right? To try to put these night modes together. It's fancy software work. It's not being done with the actual camera lenses or the camera system. To whereas Apple and the iPhone, the way they're doing it is actually through the lenses. They're actually, like you said, letting in a ton of light. That's why you have to hold still because if you've ever seen like a camera that moves when it's left, leaves the shutter open and lets in a lot of light, you're just going to get the blurry lights across the screen which can look cool in some cases, but that's not typically what you're going for when you take these nighttime shots. Um, So I think not only has Apple matched what Google's doing, but I think they did it in a better and a more clean way that's going to allow you to take better photos. There's more details. And one part I'm really excited about is, I mean, I'm just kind of like, I don't call myself a photographer, but I definitely like taking photos with my iPhone. I like saying, here's something I have in my pocket. And I think I can make a beautiful shot with just, you know, no formal photography education. Here's I'm going to use my phone and I'm going to try to take a really sharp, really vibrant photo. And 
I've tried that before at night, you know, especially like if there's a full moon, you know, these events where there's like a blood moon or a red moon or whatever you want to call it. And previous iPhone models, particularly because they don't have the low light mode, but also because they just couldn't shoot objects from very far away. Uh, I think with this iPhone, and I've even seen some people on Twitter, is it called astrophotography? It's it's something like that where you want to shoot photos of the night sky. And I think this is the first iPhone that's going to allow you to do that in some capacity. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not going to be professional quality like some of these folks that have the rigs with the huge camera and the two-foot lens. And, you know, they're sitting out there all night to get the stars. But it's definitely a step forward, a huge step forward than what you've been able to do in the past. So that's everything you're saying about night mode, everything I've read about night mode. It's it's probably one of the more exciting parts of the new iPhone for me. Yeah. And of course, you have the wide angle lens, which I've tried, but I haven't had the right opportunity to try it for something that really matters b besides just testing it. Uh, it's pretty impressive. I, maybe not impressive. It's pretty good as well. It's really good. It's not as impressive as night mode. Night mode is impressive. Like the, the wide angle is just, you know, wide angle. Um, it is pretty good. It's weird because <laughs> it's so wide angle that every time I use it, like my fat finger is somehow in the field of view of the, of the lens. Uh, I hold my iPhone the way I hold my iPhone. I don't know. I've always hold my iPhone the same way. But now when I'm in the wide angle, like you can see at the bottom of the screen, like you can see part of my finger. So it's like I have to, what well, I see it on the screen. So I have to adjust the way I hold the phone uh, because the wide angle is so wide <laughs> that it actually captures my uh, my finger holding holding the back of the phone. So it's pretty... It's pretty, uh, pretty strange, actually, to have like the, the camera uh, be able to, to capture that. Um, I think for camera, it's, uh, it's about it. For the last point I want to highlight, and this is nothing short of incredible, Cody, is battery life. Yep. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. It is crazy good. It is insanely good. Now, I didn't make any scientific tests, like how much, you know, how long can I watch YouTube videos? How long can I stream movies? How long can I stream? Full I, brightness yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like the real test is uh, how much percent, how many percent of battery do I have when I go to bed? Because it's usually pretty much the same. You know, it's usually uh, on an average day, it's going to be slightly above 20%. On a bad day, it's going to be below 20%. And last night I went to bed and I had in the 60s percent, like 60 something percent of battery. I used it as much as I use my phone on any other day. I actually took a, a bunch of pictures of the kids. We went to a art festival and took a bunch of pictures of them with paintings and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, it was, you know, at 60 something percent. Uh, the day before I had spent a large amount of time on the phone with with Spectrum, my cable provider. It's a you know, side issue that has been resolved. But uh, yeah, I spend a lot of time on the phone. And usually I remember like phone calls. Uh, I mean, I know I don't typically do lots of phone calls. So I know, I notice when I do like a long phone call, it usually kills my battery. And uh, Saturday night, I think I went to bed with 50 something percent of battery. And again, that was like 24 hours after setting up the phone. And usually you know how the phone is pretty 
the battery of a new iPhone can be pretty shaky for the first few days because it's like doing all these things in the background and and when trying to, and you're playing with it a lot yeah, yeah and i'm playing with it a lot and i'm taking a lot of photos which really you know on these new devices like there is so much uh going on uh that it's pretty it's pretty intensive for the processor but um yeah super impressed super super impressed uh with the with the battery so i can't imagine on a tennis on a 11 pro max i mean you can probably do, and actually, I should do the test tonight. Uh, I should not charge it and see how long I can go with it. If I can go all the way until tomorrow night with it, that would be incredible to go two days without recharging the phone. So that's going to be my test today and maybe all this week. And I will report that back on this um, next week. Now, of course, your mileage may vary. That's very obvious to say that, but maybe it's worth noting. Uh, it's not like I'm with my phone all day, you know, like just all day in my hands. Um, I'm mostly uh, working from my computer, so anything I need to do on the web, it's either from my computer or my iPad, and I'm just doing fo- things on my phone when I'm you know, back at home on the couch or uh, in line at the store or something like this. So it's not like I'm not a gamer. Uh, I don't do any kind of uh, uh, processor-intensive uh, things. Uh, but still, my, my average has been going to bed uh, for the past year with about 20% of battery, somewhere around that. And this has been drastically improved uh, in the last two days since getting this iPhone 11 Pro. So yeah, two thumbs up again for for, for battery. Yeah, I'll tack onto that too because I had a buddy share with me his experience. iPhone 11 Pro Max, so the bigger one. Um, but he told me that he went all through Saturday, no charging, Saturday night, no charging, and... You know, it's tough to get it. To, like you said, it's it's subjective because everybody's doing different things on their phone throughout the day. Uh, but if he's anything like me in terms of you're looking at college football scores all day, maybe you're watching highlight clips, you're definitely on Twitter, but maybe you're also checking um, whatever, you know, sports sites or even maybe you're a gambler and you're checking your betting sites and things. So you're on your phone all Saturday, no charging at night. And he said he went to brunch the next day, Sunday at 11 o'clock with close to 20% battery life left. So you're talking about even with extremely heavy usage, this thing can last you two days, you know, almost two days. So, um, yeah, I don't think Apple's not really, I don't think they're, we talked about this actually, didn't we? That we didn't think that they highlighted this enough during the event. And I'm not even really seeing it in the commercials. And I'm seeing, let's just talk about this for a second. I'm seeing a ton of Apple commercials, Um, particularly the iPhone um, 11 Pro, the one where they kind of put it on a tripod. It's in a kind of testing type of room and they're throwing a bunch of stuff at it uh, to show that it's durable. I'm also seeing the one with the... uh, with the beautiful dog with the long hair, you know, the white dog mm-hmm. with the long hair and the, it's taking all the photos from all the different lenses. And then I'm also seeing uh, like probably four or five Apple TV Plus commercials. And these are all coming on during college football on Saturday and then, of course, NFL football on Sunday. Uh, but I'm just surprised at how much marketing they're throwing out there. But anyways, it's it's struck me so far that as much as I've heard folks praise the new battery life it's it's surprising that we're not seeing this in commercials like hey this would be a huge huge reason for folks with older iphones to upgrade not just the camera but hey i can add an extra four or five hours to battery life that's not a insignificant upgrade no absolutely 
Absolutely. That, that's something that they should definitely push a little more than, than what they're doing because it's a huge selling point for everybody. You know, it's right. a huge selling point for everybody. Um, last but not least, Face ID. The improved Face ID, which is faster and has a wider um, view angle, view angle, angle view. Uh, what's the proper way of saying it? <laughs> view, viewing angle, probably. Viewing angle. Yes, thank you. Uh, I don't see it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I don't see it. Face ID is still pretty slow to me. Uh, Face ID still requires me to punch in my passcode several times a day. And uh, yeah, I don't see any improvement whatsoever uh, in Face ID, but I, I believe Apple, if they say it's faster and has a wider viewing angle, I'll, I'll believe it. I don't think they would make this up. And maybe some people will be able to, uh, to confirm their claims. I, I'm not. I'm not. So that's that. <laughs> Have you... Uh... Well, let's all remember that Sebastian hasn't liked Face ID from day one. Yeah. So you can't you can't really trust what he says about Face ID. Well, are you are you saying that I'm I'm trying to mislead our listeners by pushing my own agenda against Face ID? Yeah, you tried to get back to Touch ID real quick. I know I know what you're up to. No, I mean I'm not going to go into the Face ID. I just still prefer Touch ID. I just wish I like Face ID. I like the idea of it. I just don't like that it requires me to enter my passcode several times a day because for whatever reason, it didn't uh, pick up my face. Or maybe because it saw my face several times on the wrong angle and then now it locked Face ID and it forces me really to enter my passcode. I can't even use Face ID anymore. You know, like if you try Face ID, I think it's three times and it doesn't recognize you. Like, it's just like it passcode me. <laughs> passcode, passcode needed. Like passcode yeah. required. Like no question. You know, that's it. You don't have any other option. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that's that's something I don't really like. I wish I, you know, at this point, I wish we had both. There's been rumors about this actually for the next iPhone. Maybe you have right. uh, in screen, in screen, in screen. yeah, uh, Touch ID. I'm all about it. All about it. I'm sold on it. I'm totally sold on it because Touch ID didn't fail me. Face ID does several times a day. Anyway. Well, what's a bummer is you're not the first person that has mentioned, hey, I can't tell that there's an upgrade in the in the Face ID itself. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I read that in reviews by like John Gruber over at Daring Fireball and uh, Matthew Panzerino over at TechCrunch. These are folks that are really good at paying attention to details like this. And if they're not seeing it... Um, Apple, I don't know what you did, but you know, I I would hope that they verify a lot of these claims, you know, before they, you know, come out and say. Obviously, they, you know, you would think, right? They put a different true depth camera in there or a new true depth camera, and that's what they're saying leads to it. But uh, maybe we were all just so used to it, just kind of working, you know, seventy or eighty percent of the time that if it bumps up to eighty five percent of the time, you're just not really going to notice. Yeah. So I do notice. But there's no difference <laughs> <laughs> to me. Per- perceptible difference. I guess that's the right way to phrase it. I was going to ask if you tried testing this thing underwater yet. No, no, no. no to no. test the new uh, water water resistant. Uh, I think it's like four meters, which I think yeah. is like twelve feet for up to half an hour. Yeah, and uh, which is impressive. But I'll tell you this: they still say in fine print that water damage is not covered. Yeah. So if you, you know, and maybe that's why they're not 
screaming it from the rooftops like hey we're waterproof up to 12 feet take it in the pool um maybe that's why they're not doing that but it's weird it's just kind of a weird what's that called when there's two opposite is it a juxtaposition i don't know what word i'm looking for but there's a word for it where you're kind of saying two things at the same time you're saying yes it should survive water at that depth but in case it doesn't we're not going to cover you so i think that might rub people the wrong way if they were really aware about i mean nobody really you know, reads the fine print. And I think we're all just so programmed to think, hey, don't put your electronics near water because it's going to break and you're going to have to buy a new one. Yeah. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of people upset at that, but it's just something I've seen it mentioned a few times on Twitter and it kind of struck me as, hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not going to take it in the water like, ever. <laughs> if it, You're not going to take it surfing? No. <laughs> uh, mount it on my surfboard, you know, use it there as a GoPro. Go. That would be <laughs> awesome. With the new wide angle lens, that's basically what you have. Yeah, I call it Go Bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna do this probably ever. I might, you know, take it in the pool and but not dunk it in the water. If it falls in the water and then fine, you know, it's probably gonna survive. But I would not. It's not something I would feel comfortable uh, doing. I remember when I had my first Apple Watch, I was taking shower with it and everything. Even though Apple said, you know, like you shouldn't take a shower with it, I felt pretty confident about it. And but like this is a thousand dollar phone. Uh, there is much more on it than just uh, uh, activity tracking that I had on my watch. So I have much more to lose. And that for sure, like not if I lose the phone, not everything is lost. It's only in iCloud and I can get it back. But it's kind of a, uh, a setback. Uh, so I, I'm not going to take the, the risk of uh, taking the water. I get it. Um, I had another question for you. Yeah. Um, so you went down to the Apple store, obviously, to get the phone. Did you look at all at the Max, the Max version, the larger version? I'm just, I know for years you've been the give me the smaller phone type of guy, but I'm just curious if you laid hands at all on the on the Max version, and if you did, what your thoughts were, if it's just still too big or or what? Yeah, yeah, I did. I played with it for a minute, and yeah, it's just still too big. I I don't have the room in my pockets for this. And, uh, and even <laughs> I if wear I too did, tight of pants to do yeah, this. <laughs> even if I did, it's just so massive. Like I don't need that much of a screen, really. Like the 11 is as big as I want it to be. It might be even uh, a little bigger than I would want it to be, actually. But uh, yeah, I, I'm all about as little space as possible in my pockets. And and remind me of this: is the iPhone 11 Pro? Is it? Bigger than the iPhone like six and six S were? Did they redo the sizes here a couple years back, or have they yeah. been the same sizes? No, no, it's bigger than the iPhone uh, eight, if you will. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that one was five point eight inches, right? The iPhone eight, and I think the the eleven is six point one. No, oh, that doesn't sound right. I hate these, Cody. Right, I know because they also have you know the ten R and the the iPhone eleven. Those are a whole different size, but um, I'm so just the, curious. The 8 is 4.7. What? Are you sure? So the 8 or... Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the 8, 8 Plus. I'm talking about the 8. Remember, there's, okay. a, plus, there's a Plus device too. So the 8 is uh, 4.7. So the, the 8, the 7, the 6, the 6S, okay. uh, they're they are all 4.7 inch in screen size. So what was the plus then for those models? The plus for the for the eight? Yeah. The plus was five point five inch. Oh wow, okay. 
So you had uh, 4.7 for the normal size, and the plus size is 5.5. Now, I'm, I'm okay. every time I think five uh, plus or max, I have to pause because I'm always confused between both. You know, like the what's the, the, the is it the plus or is it the max? I can't remember. So you, the the eleven is six point. So the eleven, no, 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 no. I'm talking eleven pro. Gosh, it's so confusing. The eleven pro is five point eight. Yes. So the eleven pro is uh, in screen size larger than the. Old pluses were plus the eight plus <laughs> was five point five, and this one the eleven pro is five point eight. Gosh, yeah. you did it though. You made it. You made it through. And the eleven pro max is six point five. Holy cow! Yeah, holy cow. Um, yeah, that's just and the reason why I asked and why we started down that road of terrible numbers is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still debating even right now. And I think this caused even a delay in my initial pre-order is I, you know, cause for a couple of weeks I'd been thinking, I want to go back down to a little bit smaller iPhone and get my hands a break, you know, because it's just, it's such a large phone. Like you, you mentioned all the, the negatives, right? The space in the pockets and awkward to hold and carry definitely hard to use with one hand. I was like, let me give my hands a break. Let's try the, you know, let's go down a size, uh, this year. And to be fair, if Apple had announced pencil support for this one, I would have gotten the larger screen because I think there's some value there. But they didn't, and I think they're going to next year, or at least it's going to be a much bigger upgrade next year. So I'm saving the larger screen for then. But as I'm sitting here staring at my 10s Max, I'm going, I don't know, man. I I love the I love how much screen size there is there, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back down to something smaller. I don't know. Personal matter, a personal opinion, right? Personal needs. Right, for it's sure. Hard, it's hard to make a suggestion or just, you, you know, just get to live with it for a little bit and you'll figure it out. Now, let me ask you this. With, you're on the iPhone upgrade program. Right. Let's say that you get your iPhone 11 Pro, the smaller one, uh, next uh, in two weeks. Are you, if you don't like it, are you able to exchange it for a bigger one without any kind of consequences? Well, except the price increase because your monthly payment would increase uh, naturally. Just by a couple of dollars, though. And that's another reason why I'm like, really, you know, for an extra two bucks a month or five bucks a month or whatever it is, I could have way bigger screen size and a longer battery. Um, but yeah, it, it would be an increase per month. As far as I know, it's the same policies. If you buy it in store, there's a 14 day, um, you know, bring it back and exchange it or just return it outright if you don't like it. What I don't get, what I don't understand. Um, how that would work is, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, I was told that there could be up to 24 hour, you know, kind of delay or wait period, um, to reset your eligibility for the iPhone upgrade program. Cause you got to think it's not like a normal purchase. You're, they, I think they run your credit each time to say, Hey, this is basically a loan. You're applying for a loan. Do you qualify? And if you do, they're like, okay, thumbs up. You're, you know, you're good to go. Um, so I, I don't know that if I were to return it, I don't know if they'd be like, hey, we can't just do this for you right away. We got to wait until your eligibility resets in the program if, if that's how you want to purchase it. So I, I don't know. I guess I'll have to cross that bridge when I come to it. But I can't imagine that the you know hundreds of thousands of people or maybe millions of people that are part of the iPhone upgrade program, none of them have never wanted to return a device. 
I've got to think there's some type of uh, contingency plan for if that uh, when that happens. Yeah. Well, maybe you can contact Apple and figure it out. Right. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it's possible. And like you said, there has to be other people out there who's, who wanted to uh, to change the device when they got under the iPhone upgrade program. And as a point to add on to that, when I called in, um, I was put on hold for several minutes as she tried to figure out what the case would be if I were to bring this my current phone in, which is a part of the iPhone upgrade program, handed it over at the store and then try to get a new one under the iPhone upgrade program. She, I mean, it's, it definitely seemed like that was one of her first times hearing that question. And she had to contact multiple people, you know, this iPhone upgrade program, it's still fairly new for Apple. I think they've been doing it for three years now, but it's still, I think it's just still fairly new. And I don't know that that many people are doing it yet. So I just don't think a lot of these reps, unless she was just brand new and just had no idea. I just happened to get up somebody who hadn't been there very long. Uh, but I got the impression that they don't. She hadn't heard that this question before, and maybe Apple employees in general just aren't super haven't nailed this down yet. Maybe you will nail it down for us, Cody. <laughs> Uh, what's really dumb about this whole thing is I can remember almost to the word of what I was saying when I first said on this podcast that I signed up for the iPhone upgrade program. I was just like, yeah, it's just super convenient. It's going to ensure I get a phone on day one. And <laughs> here I am, you know, three days after launch day and I'm still trying to figure it out. So whatever. You just got to roll with it. First world problems, right? Oh, I didn't get my new iPhone fast enough. In other news... <laughs> Did you did you did you try Apple Arcade? No, I haven't yet, and I'll tell you why. I am saving my free trial. Well, initially, this is I saw somebody say it on Twitter, and I was like, "That's a good idea. I'm going to do it too." Um, I am hoping to get an iPad here in the next month or two. I want to see if Apple does anything in October. If they're not going to announce any new iPads the rest of the year, then that means you know whatever. I'll just I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. But I want to see if they're going to announce new iPads. Plan is I would like to get an iPad and I would like my free trial to cover the iPad and the iPhone. You know, like I don't want to test all these beautiful new games just on the iPhone alone. Um, so I was like, I'll hold off and get to use the free trial on both. But then, you know, as I'm talking about, I'm like, it's $5. <laughs> it's $5 a month. It's not that big a deal. And I might try it on the new iPhone. I don't know. I clearly have given this too much thought for a $5 a month service, whatever. Have you tried it? No, because I have a slightly similar uh, take on it as you do. I'm, okay. not, waiting, I'm not waiting for, for it for an iPad. I'm waiting for it for Apple TV. Okay. As, as you know, as I've said many times, it feels like the chorus of this thing. Uh, I'm not a gamer. I don't play video games. And if I'm going to play video games, I want it to be on my TV and not on my phone or my iPad. So I'm waiting for tvOS 13 to be released, and I believe that's uh, next week. Uh, I think it's September 30th, they said. And so when I have Arcade on Apple TV, when I have uh, tvOS 13 on Apple TV, that's when I'll give it a full try, and when really my kids uh, will be giving it uh, a full try, and, uh, and, and see. Like, I'm just not interested. It's not even a matter of money. It's not a matter of like saving the, 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 the free trial. It's just like I'm not interested in playing a game on my phone. Um, right. So, I, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see uh, next week when tvOS comes out. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll definitely sign up for Arcade. 
and probably if I like it, buy some controllers. I feel I feel like you gotta if you're gonna do this right, you gotta buy some controllers. Oh, and one thing also that's that's um, that's a super bummer to me is that I've not I've realized that Oceanhorn Two is not gonna be available on, on Apple TV on uh, yeah arcade on Apple TV. It's just I think it's just iPhone and iPad, and that's a major bummer because. I was already picturing myself with like a PlayStation controller in my hands on the couch playing Oceanhorn. And apparently that's not going to happen. So hopefully I'm wrong on that one. And it, it is available for Apple TV, but I haven't seen anyone notice it. And even if you look at uh, the game description in the App Store, it doesn't say it's available for Apple TV. It says available on iPad, but not on Apple TV. So that might be the biggest bummer of the summer for me. um you should definitely uh if you're considering controllers really look at the the sony uh the the playstation 4 shock controllers i think they're the shock 4 uh dual shock 4 controllers i think is what they're called i just think i've tried multiple controllers i just think that that's the way to go and they'll get down to 30 or 35 bucks with a, a decent sale which i usually try to keep track of so okay are they the one with um how do they call this? Uh, you, you can feel like the the thing moving in your hand sometimes. You know, like there, how do you, there's a name for this? Uh, well, they, I, guess I mean, they a, vibrate. Haptic feedback or whatever. There's a proper name, I think, for this. But you know what I mean. You know, like if you get hit, you're playing a car game and someone hits you with the car, like you can feel it in the controller. It's moving. Uh, feedback something? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I think it's haptic feedback is a good word for it. but. Okay. Um, they definitely vibrate with PlayStation games. I have not tested if they will vibrate on mm-hmm. like impacts and stuff with iOS games. Okay. But they're just, just in terms of the feeling in the hand and just the, the controls, the amount of controls at your disposal, you know, just where they're placed and what you can access quickly. Uh, I'm, I'm just a fan. So after try, I'd probably tried five, including, uh, What's that company? Steel Series. I've tried the Steel Series controller, and I just I think the DualShock controller is just a little bit better, and I think you can get it for around the same price, if not cheaper, on a good sale. What about the Xbox controllers? Like the Xbox One S, they're okay. They're I mean, it's a totally different feel. It's a little bit larger, and the mm-hmm. you know you don't have these two joysticks kind of in the middle. Um, so that's not a bad choice either. I think I like that one even more than the Steel Series. The Steel Series was just always so appealing because iOS didn't natively support right. you know the playstation or the yeah. xbox controllers now that it does i think those are both better options okay well um we can talk about this next week and when there is a sale on one of these controllers you can ping me and i'll probably buy one of these there you go yeah all right okay um anything else here Mm-mm. are you super looking forward to ipad os launch <laughs> um well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I've, I have iPadOS. I have the beta on my right. on my iPad, so I've been using it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to get off the beta and get on the official uh, public release uh, as of tomorrow. Uh, I'm more excited about iOS 13.1 because iOS 13 is uh, pretty buggy. Like it, it's really, It really feels like it's not. It's half-baked, basically. So I'm pretty excited for 13.1, and hopefully... Finger crossed, knock on wood, it will fix my Wi-Fi problem at the office here. Are you on 13.1 beta on your iPhone? 
Uh, well, not your new iPhone, obviously. But. Yes, not on the new one. Uh, I think. Hold on, on the XS. No, I think I got off be- before thirteen point one because I wanted to. Ab- oh shoot, I forgot. No, I'm not on thirteen point one on the XS. The the, the okay. XS is still on uh, probably the GM of iOS thirteen, and I okay. was I was waiting for thirteen point one. Uh, public release to get off the beta and get onto 13.1. And to for those wondering, to get off the beta, uh, if it's anything like it was in the past, you just delete the profile that you uh, installed in settings, general profiles. You know, you have this iOS uh, beta program profile in there. You just delete it. And as soon as there is a uh, iOS version that supersedes the one on your device, it's going to show up as a normal uh, iOS update, you know, in the settings general update, and you're going to be able to download it and install it on top of the previous beta. So that's what I did. I deleted my beta profiles on all the devices, and I'm waiting for the official one to drop to properly update to to the public version. Okay. And the only reason I asked is I was kind of curious if there was any features you were really looking forward to in 13.1 outside of hopefully increased reliability, you know, reliability and usability. Uh, not that I can think of really. I mean, I've got everything. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there's some little things that I'm going to be uh, remembering, but as far as I can tell from the top of my head right now, no, everything is there uh, to and I know some things are missing probably, I think, in the, in, in the shortcuts app and everything. Oh, boy, shortcuts. Oh, that's a discussion, man. <gasps> okay, so last week, so side conversation here. Last yeah. week, I said to myself, well, Sebastian, you're going to make a shortcut today. Like, you're not going to download it, even though I looked. Uh, if it was available, I couldn't find a shortcut that did what I wanted to do. So like, okay, I'm going to make it. And my shortcut was my shortcut idea was very basic. I wanted to make a uh, car lease, like for the lease of my car, a mileage calculator. So basically, I wanted to uh, hit the shortcut, and the shortcut would ask me how many miles do you have on your car right now, and I would say two thousand miles, and the shortcut would calculate. Uh, my lease started in July 2019. It goes to July 2022. It has, you know, a thousand miles a, a, a month and, and make the calculation to say if I'm over or under my allocated amount of miles. It's super simple. I mean, I did, I did the, you know, I, I wrote it down. I was like, okay, this is what it's going to do. It's going to calculate this. It's going to calculate that. So I had, I had written it down. The, the, the math is simple, very simple could not figure out how to make it in, in shortcut. I had, I tried so many things and then everything looks right. And then I add, like I slide in, I did this on my iPad. I add in like a, an action or something and it just appends it to a different section of the shortcut as I want to. And I can't drag it. I can't like tie it to the previous calculation. I'm, and I tried this probably, I, no kidding. I probably spent in total I would say six or eight hours on it for something super basic. I scrapped it many times uh, or at least three times where I completely deleted entirely and said, I'm going to start from scratch and I'm going to take a different approach because it's like coding, right? There's not just one way of doing it. There's several ways you can approach it. 
And I was like, okay, I'm going to start all over from scratch and take a different approach. And I did this like two or three or four times where I took a different approach. The, the math was the same, uh, but the approach and the building was different. Couldn't figure it out. Could not for the life of me figure it out. <laughs> At some point, I was like, you know what? Screw that. I went to the app store, typed lease calculator, downloaded an app that does just that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Apple. <laughs> I was super pissed, man. Uh, super I can pissed. imagine. And then, and then I see this tweet from Mark Gurman saying, oh, you know, like, it's, it's, it's strange that uh, Apple uh, packaged shortcut as a stock application on ios 13 because it's way too complex for the average user and i'm like yeah right bro it is way too complex i can't figure out how to make a simple calculation of multiply divide and absolute number blah blah it's uh, how is the average person gonna use this in a meaningful manner i mean you're gonna be able to download uh pre-made one for sure but nobody not 99% of people will not even know where to start when to create a shortcut on their own. So, you know, I'm glad it's there. It's cool. You know, like you can download anybody, anybody can download shortcuts for whatever they want to do, but shortcut creation, man, it is not for the faint of heart. And, uh, if you have some programming background or, you know, if you have that kind of mindset, I'm sure it's much easier, but I'm not, I don't. And I'm, I, you know, for that kind of stuff, I consider myself the average user, probably even above average, really. Um, just couldn't figure it out. And uh, I, I assume the vast majority of users will never figure it out and will just delete it or put it in a folder <laughs> and never look at it again because it's very intimidating. So anyway, uh, call to action. If anyone out there <laughs> wants to make a simple... Uh, lease uh, mileage calculator for me just you know put it out there i'll download it and <laughs> but that was disappointing man i was super pissed and disappointed and upset and frustrated i had so many feelings all negative coming through my head <laughs> <laughs> well you know and then we get this tweet uh i think we we're both tagged in it from ready one take one that said can y'all please talk about this new shortcuts app next week i'm super lost and I thought you had a good response. It's just, it may not be for everybody, which again, you know, brings up that what you were talking about. It's kind of weird that Apple packaged it as a stock app. And I think it's more like, hey, look at this powerful tool you can use, but you don't have to use it. But I think a fun experiment would be doing a search on Twitter where you combine the keywords, you know, like maybe update and shortcuts or shortcuts app. And you can see all the people that are not they don't follow these things nearly as closely as we do who just all of a sudden out of the blue last week got an uh, you know an alert that said there's an upgrade for your phone available and i think just like most people would they just click okay let's do it you upgrade it you know you've got some new shiny things um i haven't it's been a, a few weeks since i've gone through the setup process for iOS 13 so i don't know if it's going to tell them like hey you've got now you've got a dark mode you can activate uh but i you know if it doesn't explain shortcuts in there and you open the app, I don't think you're going to know what to do with it. And so I think if you were to do a search for something like that or something along those terms on Twitter, you would find a lot of people going, what's this shortcuts app? What do I do with it? I'm not a programmer. I think that's what it looks like immediately is you need some type of programming skills because it has that kind of setup. You know, it's not like a, it's not like a happy, you know, bright colors, four big buttons that, that kind of coast you through the app. It's, it's a lot there. It's intimidating to look at. So. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have literally tried to force myself in the past to use shortcuts, 
In fact, if I swipe over to my lock screen, um, I do have the shortcuts widget on there, and there are four widgets. I'm looking at four widgets. One says play playlist, which I do use from time to time. I don't use it every day because I kind of forget it's there. Um, but then I have turn a video into a GIF, which I've never used, I don't think, because I don't know which apps it works with or or even where to activate it, you know, whatever. And then one says speak pocket article, and I don't even use the pocket app. I don't even know if I have it downloaded, so that's not a good shortcut. And then the fourth one just says untitled shortcut, and I'm pretty sure if I tap it, nothing happens. So I, I, I'm in the same kind of boat as you. I want, I want it to be for me, you know, like I want to like, oh man, I have the whole power of this supercomputer in my pocket and I'm just bringing its power to bear with my shortcuts. And it's just, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. So if anybody reaches out to you, reach out to me <laughs> and let me know um, a better way to do this because I just, st- it looks like a different language to me, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. Yep, I don't know either. <laughs> That's the problem, Cody. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad problem. I was going to say, though, we started this little rant with talking about 13.1. There's one feature that kind of sticks out to me, and it's the audio sharing that's going to come in 13.1. And that's where you can shoot the audio of whatever you're listening to uh, to another pair of headphones, right? Another pair of AirPods or Beats. And it's not something I think I'll use all the time, but I can imagine it being fun for... Uh, and where it really popped in my head was at the gym, you know, like there's a lot of people that will work out in pairs and I could just imagine being able to like, if you get a song that pops up on your playlist and you're like, Oh man, I'm getting fired up or maybe even it makes you kind of want to dance. I can, I get that feeling of, man, I got to give my vibe to this person, you know, and I want to, I want to shoot that audio. So I'm anxious to see how well, uh, audio sharing works and, and how well it is received by like the mainstream users. All right, friend. Yep, I think that covers it. Um, 13.1 comes out. Is that tomorrow? Yes. Tomorrow, okay, so, probably 10 a.m. Uh, that's your, the usual time, so we'll see. The huge? The huge. But I'd be one <laughs> of the first people to hit that refresh button for sure. Yeah. yeah. Get your Wi-Fi problem solved. Okay, so we could talk more about that next week. I mean, hopefully I have some movement on the iPhone front by next week, um, but no promises. And uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up for today, don't you think? Yep. All right. I'll talk to you next week, buddy. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> uh, that was the quickest sign-off ever. All right, then. See you later. <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh. No, but really, bye. <laughs>